0: Welcome to the I Love Alt Mortgages podcast, brought to you by Home Trust. And now, your host, Brennan Trenuth. Hey, Broker Nation. On this episode of I Love Alt Mortgages, I sit down with Alessandro Ocampo from Vantage Law to discuss the mortgage transaction and what you as a broker can do to better prepare your client for closing their transaction as seamlessly as possible. Hey Broker Nation, you are listening to I Love Alt Mortgages. I am your host, Brandon Trenuth. And today we are speaking with Alessandra Ocampo, Principal Lawyer at Vantage Law here in the GTA. Alessandra, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here because I totally consider myself a Home Trust fangirl.
0: That's actually really great to hear. We really appreciate that. I know we do a lot of business together, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's always great to explore all facets of the alternative space that we deal with. And at the end of the day, the deal needs to fund and that goes through a lawyer. Right. So and I'm not sure that everybody has a full understanding of that process. So who better to discuss the transaction? with somebody who we deal with regularly so thank you so much for joining us just to start off you know basic question you know why did you choose to specialize in real estate law
1: to be completely honest i fell into it i did not choose real estate law when i was in law school i actually chose intellectual property so intangible property but with the connections that i made and the people that i met Real estate law just kind of fell into my lap. And I am so grateful it has because I do feel like it is the best area of law for me personally.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. You gotta do what's best for you. So I'm glad that you were able to figure that out. So let's talk a little bit about your journey within, you know, the mortgage industry here. You know, if you can tell us a little bit of how that's gone, how long, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So I've been practicing real estate since 2017 and Like I already mentioned, it fell into my lap. So I was newly called to the bar and I was looking for a job. So I went back to my roots. So my roots are in hospitality. So I was a waitress for like throughout undergrad, throughout law school, the in-between and honestly the after. And so I was looking for a job. So I was like, you know what, let me go back to serving because it's such a great way of networking and, you know, connecting with people. And then during the day, I can apply for jobs. So that's what I did. So I placed myself at Joey's at Sherway Gardens and I was the server. So I actually met somebody that I used to work with, with respect to the MIC that I used to be involved with, where they gave me that opportunity to start up the real estate firm and said, we'll be your client. Would you be open to starting in real estate? And so I was like, why not? I can figure it out. I was confident enough to, you know. Connect with the people that I went to law school with who do practice real estate law and told them, Can you teach me? So that's pretty much what happened. So I did that in 2017. And that was like May, 2017. And as of December, it really took off. So where I started in real estate was in this alternative space. So with respect to working with home trust and working with like different private lenders, this is where I started. It's not like I am like a typical real estate lawyer that did purchases and sales first. I did mortgages. So this is what I know best. And this is where I feel most comfortable.
0: Wow, that's quite the story and how you eventually got there. I know that you mentioned a mic, and I think you were like a board member of that mic, And you're also an executive editor of a broker magazine, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm just wondering, what did you learn from those experiences about brokers and, you know, alternative lending at the end of the day?
1: what i really learned is that within this space it really is about working together so working together with the broker working with the lender and having that open communication to being able to close the deal properly on time and you know delivering the service that we all want to deliver at the end of the day it's our mutual client right it's your client as home trust it's the broker's client and it's my client so having that open relationship and having that strategic partnership has become so beneficial in the long run with making sure that these experiences go as smoothly as possible.
0: So let's talk about the role of a lawyer in that real estate transaction. Obviously, you deal a lot with brokers, but just in general, can you just walk us through the process? You know, if a client were to come to you to say, I need help with, you know, my purchase or refinance transaction, you know, what does that process look like?
1: So what happens there is that, let's say we get instructions from Home Trust. So we've already been engaged by the broker saying that, you know, X client is coming to you and they want to work with Vantage Law. So with that, we typically reach out to the client to introduce ourselves and let them know that we are going to be assisting in the process. We answer any preliminary questions. So let them know what the process is gonna be like. So step one is that we're going to get instructions from the lender. And then from there, we are going to start requesting certain things from you. So we may need, you know, your IDs, your debt statements, home insurance, whatever documents that are required that the broker may not already have. And then we'll do a signing with them. So that signing will go over all of the lender documents to confirm their full understanding of what their legal obligations are with respect to the new
0: mortgage. Right. OK, that's great. So then, you know, obviously it's a age old question. What are the benefits of using a lawyer as a buyer and as a seller? Like, obviously, there's other options, but, you know, using a lawyer, what are the ultimate benefits of, you know, coming to you?
1: So I feel like when it comes to a buy and a sell, it becomes very, very important to have the right team behind you with respect to your legal representation. Because, you know, we work with different law offices that may not have, The same experience as we have with respect to closing. I know that when we work with Home Trust, it is so seamless. We know exactly what you guys need and we know exactly what is expected. So that process becomes honestly so fluid where getting from start to finish is so easy. So with a buy and a sell, we're able to go through those documents without any hiccups because we're so familiar. And then also when it comes to the transaction as a whole, what we're here for is really to protect your interests. So when it comes to a buy and sell, when, you know, a lot of times a client will do their final walkthrough and there's an issue with, I don't know, a door the dishwasher, whatever it is, whatever issues there are, we come into play and we, you know, start negotiating on your behalf. So we try to make sure that you're getting compensated to make sure that the property is exactly where, in the same state as when you, you know, agree to purchase the property. So having... A good lawyer, so not just a lawyer, let's be specific here, (laughs) having a good lawyer on your side is super important to make sure that your interest with respect to, you know, a purchase that really we know what the purchase prices are right now. So you're spending like over a million dollars. You want to make sure that those little things are taken care of. And at the very least, if we can't get it corrected, at least have your voice heard to make sure that, you know, there is hopefully some sort of compensation with respect to that.
0: Yeah, so you're the last line of defense for that client before everything is said and they take ownership of that property. So, Mm So that's really great. So that's the client transaction part of it between you and the client. What about when we're talking about broker lawyer relationship? Like, obviously, you have relationships with brokers, but maybe, you know, what ultimately do you want it to look like if it's a brand new broker as well?
1: We want ideally what would be great is just, you know, the communication, like I've already mentioned, having that open flow of communication where we can, you know, understand the needs of the client, understand the client because. You know, clients are people. There are some people that are super particular as to how they want their transaction to be carried forward. You know, they want every single thing, they want their handheld. So, if we're able to have that sort of heads up that that's what they're going to be like, we're able to go into it like that rather than having to take time over the transaction to figure that out ourselves. So, It's ultimately what Vantage Law is about is about giving the client that, you know, full experience because we want to be a a really great reflection of our broker partners and a reflection of, you know, our lender partners, because the whole transaction, again, is just for our mutual clients.
0: Yeah. So any brokers listening to this podcast, make sure you have full communication with your lawyer partners, because that's exactly what they want. (laughs) And they want to know what the client wants too, right? You got to make sure that it's know as seamless as possible for that whole transaction you want you know good reviews at the end of the day as well right Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: so let's talk about the pandemic obviously everyone's tired of talking about it but i'm sure that the process for you changed significantly you know once we were in lockdowns and things like that so you know what kind of change for you and what do you see continuing in the future
1: So, the pandemic, obviously, like you said, it changed everything. Like, for example, you and I are doing this meeting virtually. Otherwise, it would have been in person. So, everything is happening virtually. So, with respect to what the transaction looks like, is that we are doing it by Zoom, we are doing it by Teams, all different ways to accommodate the clients. So like I've actually done a client meeting via Facebook video. First of all, I didn't even know that existed, but that's all she had. So, you know, we have to think out of the box sometimes because clients are maybe not tech savvy, maybe just don't have access to technology. So what COVID has done has forced us to think out of the box. I had one client in the beginning of uh, the pandemic where he was older. So he was maybe over 85 and he was selling a property. And what happened there was that he didn't have anyone living with him to help him out with, you know, doing a virtual call. So this was so early where nobody knew what was going on. So we were being extra cautious. So what we did there was that I actually went to his house. I printed the documents, left them on his doorstep, He grabbed the documents, he went to his window, I was on the other side of his window, and we were on the phone so that I can actually go through the documents, tell them to flip, tell them where to sign. But, you know, we've had to do things like this, we're forced to being creative to make sure that we can get the job done. So... With respect to how I see it in the future, I do see that the virtual signings are going to continue. Honestly, it seems to be the preference of everybody because we're able to, you know, close transactions faster. We have less downtime with respect to, you know, having clients come to our office or us having to go to them. So I do see that the virtual signings are here
0: to stay. I guess that's part of the communication piece that you want from the broker as well to say, my client really only wants to do virtual signing is that okay you know what documentation do you need aside from that you know how are you going to confirm you know their id and all that stuff too right so i guess that's part of the process
1: exactly and it's so highly dependent on the lenders that are involved home trust is great with being flexible in terms of the virtual signings recognizing you know what day and age we live in today so again it is really great if the broker does disclose that in advance
0: for sure. Now, I know we already kind of touched on this, you know, benefits of using a lawyer, but we will hear a lot of the times too client says, "Oh, you know, the fee is too high or things like that." So, I really want you to try and reiterate, you know, why it's worth the fee to a client to use a lawyer in any sort of transaction.
1: Yeah, so I know there are competitors when it comes to using a lawyer or a different type of service. But when it comes to using a lawyer, and again, going back to making sure that you have a really good lawyer on your side, is the service and the speed. So you know, with respect to working with a home trust clients, we're able to close transactions relatively quickly because home trust, by the time we're instructed, you guys have everything aligned, right? So you're literally just waiting for us. So paying that fee, ensures that the transaction is going to close quickly you're going to hopefully have a competent lawyer who is on your side to make sure that it does close as scheduled or earlier and again it comes down to the service levels we advantage law we want to make sure that law is digestible because a lot of people still think lawyer and they're intimidated. We don't want anybody to feel that way. So what we do is we try to make it as easy as possible and as straightforward as possible to not make anybody feel like they can't ask any questions that they do have.
0: Right. Yeah. That was going to be my next question too, is, you know, you have a lot of first time home buyers, but I'm sure you also have a lot of clients that are repeat customers or have done many transactions in their lifetime. So You know, how would you approach somebody? This is their brand new first transaction they've ever done. First house that they're buying, you know, congratulations. And then what? Obviously, it's a big handholding process, right?
1: Yeah, it really is. So what we do is I always have an introductory call with the first time home buyers, especially when it comes to purchase and sales. I feel like it is so important to be able to just kind of, you know, set the expectations right off the bat, because some people do have 60, 90 day closings, but you want to be able to set any sort of unease aside, make sure they're fully acquainted in terms of what is going to happen next. So what I typically do is I do an intro call once they have a firm offer and say, this is what you can expect. So this is what your land transfer tax is going to be like. This is when I'm gonna be in touch with you. Because a lot of times with a purchase and sale, we're not really engaging the clients until about three weeks in advance of closing. So some of them panic and say, well, why isn't my lawyer checking in every week? Well, there's nothing to check in about. So so let me set that aside so you understand what the expectations are. And I always try to give them like a rough estimate as to when we're gonna be in touch. So if your closing is the second week of June, know that right after May 2-4, we're going to be in touch. And then the ball is really going to start rolling at that point in time. So giving all of them that information right off the bat is super important because you want to be as transparent as possible. And again, to just make everything digestible for them.
0: Is there anything that throughout that home buying process, is there anything that you really watch out for? You know, whether it's in the instructions from a lender or dealing with a broker, any sort of like red flags that you kind of really keep a watchful eye for?
1: So with a purchase, it really does come to things like the notice of security interests, which obviously Home Trust is super concerned about as well, because we want to make sure that you guys are in the proper priority as per the mortgage commitment. So when it comes to that, we make sure that, you know, the agreement of purchase and sale says that you're going to take it over or we're going to pay it out. Whatever it is we're going to do with it, we're going to make sure that everybody understands what's happening next. Another thing when it comes to like the refinances, we like to be clear with the clients and the brokers obviously help in this is what debts are going to be paid. So, you know, Home Trust will provide us with a list of, you know, Visa, Visa, MasterCard, whatever it is to be paid out. And we want to fully go through that with the client to make sure that they understand what it is that's being paid and how it's going to
0: be paid. Right. And I guess my last question there, piggybacking off of that answer, is you know, what can brokers do to better prepare their client or the client for signing with you? And you, you just mentioned, obviously, you know, if it's a refi or paying out debts or anything like that, you know, do you want uh, the client to have all that prepared, ready to send to you? Do you want the broker to send those to you? Like up front, is there anything else that they can do to help make that process a little bit smoother? Because, you know, at the end of the day, we want our transactions to close, you know, as quickly as possible. If it's a refi, you know, purchases on time, we're just looking for any advice for you know our broker community that's listening here
1: so with us we are very very service driven so the biggest thing that we want from brokers is to share any documents they already have because clients get annoyed when you know the broker has asked for you know a void check ids whatever it was and then the lawyer comes into play and the lawyer is asking for the same documentation. Right. So the easiest way and to ensure the service levels is just forward over what you have. Let's not be repetitive. Let's be as efficient as possible. And let's, again, just ensure that the client feels like they are being well taken care of and that they don't have to do the same things over and over again because they may feel like, you know, why wouldn't you just send it?
0: Yeah, right? no, for sure. yeah Yeah. okay well that's really good advice for brokers listening to this podcast make sure you send over all documentation that you have so that the lawyer you know isn't asking for double the work from the client right so alessandro thank you so much for joining us today obviously you know you do a lot of work with home trust you know we appreciate that partnership with you i have to ask though and i know we talked about this before we started recording but what's your favorite product from home trust
1: I love the ELV. Honestly, you guys are so straightforward. And honestly, I need to shout you guys out a little bit more because I have had such a pleasure working with every single person on the Home Trust team. Where there are people who have left Home Trust, you know, going on to their next endeavors, and I'm still in contact with them on a personal right. level yeah. because you guys just have this team that is just so reasonable, so straightforward, so knowledgeable that it makes our lives so much easier and helps our clients, our broker partners, and everybody make sure like it's just a seamless transaction and if i could have every deal come from home trust i would be totally fine with that
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that's awesome thank you so much for that shout out but in all seriousness you know thank you so much for your partnership you know we look forward to many more transactions as we keep going along here so thank you very much have a great rest of your day rest of the month and ultimately rest of 2022 so thank you very much
1: thank you so much for having me
0: Thanks for tuning in to I Love All Mortgages. Please make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.